Hi there. Welcome to the Free Woman Podcast. We are now on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Amazon Music, Google Podcast, and YouTube. Hello. That's five platforms. Five places where we can connect on our shared adulthood, although my experience may be a little different from yours. And 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 there's a new channel poster. Do, do we call it a channel? That's like YouTube. But like, yeah, there's a new channel art. The new year with some sort of elevation. And this feels... Did you miss me? I'm so glad you made it. We got through it together. Like, that's how people talk about the new year as if it's like not another day. So because of that, I don't really the value. I don't really value the concept of a new year to the point that it's a celebration or holiday but like the concept of a new season is something I can definitely get behind so we're channeling or entering the new season era like when we <laughs> so last year the theme that I put on like for the year that I wanted like for me last year so last year for me the theme was rebirth and it really proved itself to be just that and the theme for this year is magnification. I want everything to be like bigger and better. And I claim that for you and I claim that for... <laughs> I claim that for me and I claim that for you as well. Whatever your focus is this year, even if you're not quite sure what it is just yet, like let it be magnified. And I feel like I sound like the pastor of a mega church, but like, yeah. Exactly. Let's manifest magnification this year. It's also so satisfying when the new year starts on a Monday. I don't remember how many other new years were like this, but I remember I think it was like 10 years ago. Yeah, 10 years ago, probably 2014. It also started on a Monday. Let me actually check because nah, it wasn't 2014. What year was it then? Okay, it turns out it wasn't 2014. Uh, it wasn't... 2014 and it wasn't even a monday 2014 started on a wednesday yeah so forget what i said but to me it's really satisfying when the new year starts on monday you know and i just like seeing monday one especially like when it's a new month first day of the month monday one but now it's officially five years so officially whoa 19 20 21 Okay, so it's five years since 2019. 2019 is when I turned 18. Well, okay, so it actually is officially five years since I turned 18. And it has me thinking, what do I have to show for it? When I turned 18, immediately I learned how to skate. Not immediately, but like. And it has me thinking, that's like five years. And it sounds like I should have accomplished or learned a whole lot of things but I haven't because I was not planning life I don't plan life things and it's showing because like I put things down and then eventually I forget about them sometimes or I just give up on certain things just depending on the circumstances but like my life is in my hands like I can do these things for myself now so listen as of today that you're listening to this we are now 16 episodes deep into the free woman podcast and I feel like we would have covered a lot more if I had like started, if I had continued with the every week schedule. But 
honestly every two weeks is good for me like I've come to realize that you know I tried um adding a few extra episodes like earlier and I'm like no this level of stress for something that is a hobby is not something that I want to be going through but speaking of hobbies I feel like I definitely want to do more activities or hobbies right but for me doing things on my own when it doesn't feel like an obligation in a way I don't know like I think the word I can use for this like obligation I tend to relax a lot when it comes to that not with the podcast though I think at some point I was relaxing a bit but I'm back to not being too relaxed about it and getting on my zoom standing on business because other people are seeing this I think or because I had already committed to posting this every other week doing something like I'm not I haven't stopped I can continue to do this I'm continuing to do this I sit down and if I, I haven't done a lot like if I haven't done a lot for a while I'm like wow don't I have a podcast to to produce so yeah that really gets me up and doing things um, other than that, I really would like to dance again. And if you didn't know, I think when I was 19, yep, when I was 19, I started going to dance classes because I've always had like an affinity to dancing and choreographies, music videos and stuff. I would always be so attracted to music videos where they had like choreography and watching movies like Step Up and High School Musical. I feel like because... <laughs> High School Musical is one of my favorite movies from when I was younger. I don't really think about it, but I don't, that movie really had an impact on me. And specifically High School Musical 2, I don't think I remembered watching High School Musical 1 when I was younger. I had to watch it again when I was like a bit older to like actually remember that. And I think this also like feels my affinity to K-pop. Like there's such a like dance culture around K-pop, whereas even if, like, I don't know, dancing is such an integral part of it that fans, people, like, learn the choreo. They have um, this thing called random play dance. I think it's random play dance where they do active, like, they organize K-pop events. And I think it's so fun. I've just never been to one where they play different K-pop songs, like a chorus or a memorable part of the song. And then if you know the dance, you go to the middle and then you do the choreography and it's so satisfying to watch. I've just unfortunately never been to one because it's an event and I don't want to go to those things alone. Like I'd like to have somebody with me when I go to such things, but unfortunately I don't really have people that are interested enough in K-pop to do that around me. So you do the choreography and it's like, it's just a fun thing. So it's like just a part of like K-pop culture. So me, um, so yeah, back to that. When I was 19, I signed up for dance classes and obviously I signed up for K-pop. I was looking for where they did, they offered K-pop classes because I did, like, did I know if it was a thing? I don't know. I was, but I was searching specifically for K-pop and I found one and I started doing that and it was like one of the best things I ever did for myself. So aside from doing K-pop, I also did other dance forms. I did do ballet. So I, I learned a lot when I was dancing especially with ballet I feel like that really helped me to feel my body move my body I don't know I just became more conscious of moving my body when I did ballet and it was basically just drills 
those drills and we were learning to do a mind body connection thing like that and it, it was really fun but unfortunately the teacher that I had like had to leave and the the, the fact is the teacher was American so we, we'd speak English in the class and I was so comfortable with that and then the, the teacher had to go away somebody else came and it was a German class and it wasn't as fun for me but whatever k-pop I was learning these k-pop dances because like I used to learn them at home but now I was learning them like at an establishment a school so and this is stuff I didn't do at home would stretch for like 15 minutes and then learn the dance and then take videos afterwards and it was such a fun experience especially like when you get the dance when you have the dance ball on and other people are doing it with you at the same time and it's in sync. It's just so satisfying to me. So that was like one of the best things I did for myself as a hobby. And I think that was currently the only hobby I was doing at that time. I was crocheting, knitting sort of. See, because I didn't know what to knit and I didn't, I couldn't really follow tutorials on YouTube about knitting either because it was just so hard to understand the terminology for me, at least at that time. And... I wasn't that crazy about knitting anyway. So given the fact that I wasn't really crazy about knitting, I just stopped knitting one day. But crocheting, I had done for a long time, so I knew how to do these things, even though I wasn't familiar with the terminology. I would, like, I think I only crocheted one thing for myself. I crocheted a bucket hat. And after that, I was, like, so content with myself. I just didn't crochet anything again. And last year, I tried crocheting. Is it, a, is it called a balaclava? Those things that you cover your head with. And because it's like another thing, it's a bit more complex than let's say a bucket hat. It, it, I tried about three or four times. It wasn't, it wasn't good and I just stopped. I gave up. So what I'm saying is I need hobbies that I require to like, it becomes a routine where I have to get up and go to a place or do something. Like it's just so ingrained that there are other people. I don't know. It's maybe the fact that there's other people but I hope you get what I mean. Like I had to get up and do that. It's a bit different from podcasting where I have to, <laughs> I think I just have to think about it. Like I have a routine kind of because the day I post is a routine. So I think it's just mainly the routine part of it that makes me stick with a hobby. One other reason I love dancing too is, I don't know, my body just felt better. I just felt better in general. Like I felt more energized and I was sleeping so well. When I, when I, I think I've mentioned this before, like I used to prioritize my sleep so much. And when I was dancing, I slept so well. Like my quality of sleep was very, very good. And I, I don't even know if like it was showing in my, like my eye bags. Because at the same time, I was using something, a serum for my eye bags. So I have to actually go check the pictures and make sure. Because I was not checking whether my eye bags were there or not. Currently, they are around. But yeah, I have to check. And I feel like, it just increased the quality of life for me. But the reason why after I came to Italy, I am not dancing is because it is so expensive. 10 times, I'm, and I'm being serious, 10 times more expensive than it was to do in Hanover. And I don't know if it's because this is Reggio or I can like find other places to do that in, in, other, in, in other Italy, other places to do that in Italy. I will try and find out now but before I just wanted to like stay in Reggio because I wasn't used to living here but now that I've been here for a year I feel much more secure um, traveling to do things so that's one other thing I have to do for myself this year that I'm sort of now discovering because I didn't say that last year I felt the last episode last episode I, 
I mostly was talking about um, discipline almost. And I feel like this would be a good way for me to like build up that discipline. So you see how things are working out. I didn't plan for that, but knowing that I have those things in mind, I'm actually going to take actionable steps to achieving those things. Ask me right now. I don't remember what I said last year, last episode, but it was definitely definitely about a certain discipline <laughs> being more conscious, I think. I just can't think right now. But as I was actually going to say, like, I love the consistency that I am having with this podcast, this project, whatever we call it. And next year, I don't know how many episodes we'll have. I'm sure we'll have about 50 episodes by next year. But in six months time, I think we're going to have at least 20 episodes. So six months time in June, I am going to check in again. If everything goes according to the plan, we will have at least 20 more episodes. 20, not 20 more, 20 more. Yeah, it will be 20 more because within the next two, yeah, 20 more, I think. So about 36 episodes, almost 40 episodes. Yeah, is something that January me, so aka me now, me right now would not believe happened in six months time. Just to keep ourselves going accountable, thinking about these. Because I, I feel like last year until June, July, until July or August, I was constantly journaling, checking in with myself. But after a while, I stopped because... I feel like I had less solitude to do those things and I just have to get back into it. I have to create a space for me to get into that. The past year was very confusing for me. It was a very confusing year in terms of my personal growth because last year I was expecting that by the end of the year I would be going back to school, but I actually didn't. So at the beginning of the year, I decided I was going to get a job, you know, get a job, earn money, because the older I get, the more expensive my life becomes. So I started to look for jobs. I was looking at different ways to create a CV. And apparently in Italy, I don't know if this is everywhere, but in Italy, you have to go to the European Union website to create a CV. Okay, so to clarify, it's not, it's not actually the EU website, but it's the it's an EU appropriate template. Yeah. So I guess you can use this template across the European Union. And the whole thing was just like, what's the thing called? Imposter syndrome, like a fraud. Because first of all, the issue I had filling it in was the schools. Because they need the equivalent of like Italian schools that you're going to. Not actually the equivalent. They expect like the Italian school system. But I haven't lived in Italy for 10 years at that point. Well, yeah, I hadn't lived in Italy for 10 years. So I didn't have the Italian education system thingy. So that would be something I always had to explain at job interviews. The job hunting process was actually hell. Which is why I gave up in the summer. I'm like, I don't care. I'm not doing this anymore. I haven't lived in this country for 10 years. I have not done things according to their system. Like, and their education system is designed in a way that by the time you have finished high school, you would have had about 50 or more hours of job experience, work experience. And I think there's something like that in the IB, but that's like in what MYP time. And I didn't do NYP in 
in Germany. I did it in Ghana. So let's say the radio job was kind of related to work experience, but it's not related to a specific field like how it would be in the Italian school system. So that's one thing that was working against me is the fact that I was living in a different country and I've come to a different country and I've come to a new country with a new system. And I think that's one of the things like when you are moving to a country, you actually have to do so much research on these things like education, job applications and things. Because it might actually work against you if you don't have certain qualifications or you don't meet certain criteria. And I also hate job interviews because it's like you have to prove to them or convince them why they should pick you. And for me, I don't know why, but it feels really degrading to me like I need this so badly like I need to do get this because I feel I expect myself to be having a job at this time so when I go to the interview I try my best and I do my best and it was really hard at the beginning because I hadn't been in Italy for a long time had not been speaking Italian for a long time I'm better now but it was really hard Sometimes, like, I wouldn't, because I was not speaking with people a lot when I first got here, I would fumble words, I wouldn't remember words, I'd want to say something but wouldn't know how to express it. And that also is something that worked against me. And even if I did do a good job in Italian, like, the agency or something will come tell me that, oh, these people really liked you, but you said something like this. And it made them unsure of whether you'd be staying with the company so they did not call you. And it's just, the only word I have for it is really degrading. Like, that's how I feel about job interviews. It's really discouraging. And if you don't have, like, the heart to, like, not forget about an interview, like, as I should have been doing, you're here. So now I have come to realize that if I'm going to work here, I need to have a monetizable skill and I cannot just study because this is what most people in Ghana are doing. They are studying and they're working with a skill that they acquired. And I thought, oh, okay, I don't live in that country. That's not that I wouldn't have to do such a thing. I could easily get a job doing this or that, but it's not easy. If you are a foreigner, you don't try to like get on everybody else's level things are really going to like be hard for you if you're a foreigner that that does not meet certain criteria like every place has like a system to help the people that live there right but I feel like mostly people in let's say from third world countries they don't really have such privileges or access to certain things when they go to different continents like Europe or America I don't know how it is in America just I just know about my experience in Europe but becoming an adult is seeing the reality of things and stepping up accordingly so now in terms of studying I said I wanted to study last year I ended up not doing it and what one of the things that made me confused was what to study 
because initially I wanted to do communications. But the more research I did about these things, and this was even after I applied to schools, I think I applied to like, and all these schools, right, I chose to do communications. And then I started doing the research on what life is like after you have a communications degree. And people were not saying very good things. And so if you're on the internet, you're going to be hearing things like, oh, you should be doing this computer science degree or this thing in AI or whatever, right? Like you should become a data analyst. You should become a a programmer. And so I'm thinking, okay, maybe this is the future. This is the way to go with things. So I should be looking into these things. I was looking into courses, also looking into school programs with this. But the thing with computer science, computer science is that it's really expensive to study. The other thing that had me confused is that I was not looking for places to study in Italy. I was looking for places to study outside of Italy. One, because I don't know, I was just conditioned to think that, oh, I don't know. People have always had this expectation of me that I would study outside the country because uh, outside the country, um, let's say somewhere outside of Ghana, like the places everybody wants to go to, like Germany, um, the UK, Canada, the US or stuff. So those are the places I was applying to. I was applying to the UK, US, those places, right? And once again, imagine me going to a country that I don't where I don't know how things work or the system. Plus, as a foreign student, you're going to be paying much, much more than the regular student. Almost twice as much. I don't know. I was just applying to schools thinking that I would get such a like a huge scholarship. And even if I did get a scholarship, it would it would cover like 20% of the cost. So it would be really expensive and I wouldn't be able to afford to go. The other problem is I was living in Germany under a visa. So the visa expires and then you have to go renew it. And for whatever reason, they were not renewing it. So I'm like, so I'm thinking, let me go to Italy, right? Where I have a better chance of applying for a visa to the UK. I don't know if you've ever checked on these things. They're always like, oh, you should be having this amount of money in your account. You should be doing this and you should be doing that. And me too, I'm I'm still operating under the influence of people having these expectations that, oh, I should study in one of these countries. Like countries will prestigious education but to do such such things you have to do an extensive amount of research like you have to know the system better than people that even live there and the reason I didn't go to uni in Germany is that I would have to have studied German to a certain level and me I did I didn't want to like go under the stress of having classes after school so what I did is that I was like oh I'll learn German in school right but I was learning basic German in school. See, so it was just me having all these unrealistic ideas and viewpoints of life. Because if I knew then what I knew now, the moment I entered Germany, right, I would have found some German classes to go to. I even met this girl who, I don't remember she, what country she was from. It was one of the European countries. I'm not, I'm not sure if it's Ukraine because this was before the Ukraine war. I could have been Norway, Serbia, any of those countries. I really don't remember where she was from. And she had been in Germany for like a shorter period of time than I was in Germany, right? But she was already doing intensive German classes and still going to school. And for me, 
I was under the belief that you have to put your full concentration and focus in school, but, but that is the absolute wrong way to go about it. Because if school is the only thing you're doing, you become burnt out so easily. And that was what was happening to me up until I was filling my time with other things other than school. When I'm telling you, when I started dancing, right, it would make me think more clearly. Like I would be able to organize and manage my time properly so I can do this and do that. Like I was just thinking more clearly in terms of how I could be studying and optimizing my study time. And it made me wish that, oh, I had started doing things besides school sooner. From the time I was in Ghana, I had this thing of wanting to finishing school as soon as possible because we'd always have those people that, oh, they skip a couple of grades because they're so smart and they're going to get into school early and they're going to be successful early. When I was in middle school, the smartest person in our class was younger, the youngest person. She was younger than all of us because I think she skipped one or two grades. And then you hear about other people from other schools skipping grades and, oh, this person is 13 years old or 12 years old and they're already in high school. So yeah, it's, I always had this urge like, oh, I have to finish and win at life as soon as possible, be successful as soon as possible. But all those things have me, have me being delayed, if anything. Because compared to most people that I know, I'm actually pretty behind in life. I currently have no skills and I'm not studying and I don't have work. I feel like it sounds really depressing, but it's the truth. Immediately after you finish high school, if you don't go into uni, it might take some time for you to go back or you might never go. And it's true because now I finished school in 2022. So it's now the second year of me not being in school, not studying. And I didn't plan for all this to happen. So I'm like, ah, oh, now I have to plan my life more meticulously and realistically without the influences of optimistic way. Or I, you know what I mean? I feel like when I've looked at things too optimistically, is there another word other than saying optimistic? I'm saying instead of realistically or what I believed at the time, even though at the time I believed that I was being realistic, you end up not having the life that you planned for because you are planning for your own expectations and your own beliefs rather than what is actually happening in the world. So when this year ends, I am 23 and I expect to not be living like I'm 19. In terms of mindset, my mindset has changed a lot since the time I was 19 because I'm confronted with more situations now that make me think, oh, I need to grow up, like I actually need to step up and grow up. So yeah, let's check back at the end of the year and see how things are going. But on a much, much lighter note, these are some of the things I'm looking forward to this year. The Olympics. So I think the Winter Olympics are happening in Korea, but I'm also seeing some activities in France. But I know the Summer, Oli the summer Olympics are being held in France. And also the second season of Physical 100 will be coming out soon. I don't know when. But the reason I mentioned Physical 100 is this is something that made me value sports. Because most of the contestants on Physical 100 were Olympians. And I think the top five contestants were also mostly Olympians too. I think not, well, there were a lot of Olympians. So I'm like, oh, wow, I value 
strength and sport and all those all those things. So even though I don't know much about the Olympics, I will be tuning in to watch the interesting things, the things I find interesting, and we'll see how it goes. Like I I think I have to learn about the process of being selected and how they like get into the games because it's a whole it's like a whole screening process it's like you're preparing for the olympics years before the olympics even happen before you even know you're even going to be in the olympics and so people who have been following the athlete's journey from i don't know the beginning of when they start preparing they're very invested and i also want to be as invested so yeah i'm going to find out i don't know if this is real or not but Stray Kids, a K-pop group, are having a tour in Europe for the first time ever. So this would be really interesting. But knowing Stray Kids, it's going to be very expensive. I don't know if I would be able to go. But I mean, if I'm not able to go and watch it, because I also don't have anybody to go with. So if I'm not, if I don't find someone to go with and I, I'm not able to afford to go, I just have to watch on YouTube and TikTok and be content. <laughs> Because that's what I've been doing up until now. Like, I watch I watch the tour shows on social media. I'm like, oh, that's, that's very nice. I wish I could experience being there. Obviously, I knew this was too good to be true because when I first saw it, after the initial excitement, I was like, this is definitely fake. And yes, the Stray Kids Europe tour, fake. But I would definitely have a lot more things to look forward to this year and that's what I'm hoping for so really that's all I have for you today and I kind of want to end on like a quote now should would I end on like the same quotes different quotes who knows but I'll find one next time okay I have been Nana Tremor M-A-N-A Tremor thank you for listening to Free Woman 